Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect and I work in eastern Massachusetts on additions and renovations to existing homes, mostly what we have around here, close to Boston. And I am creating this podcast to serve as a library for people who are interested in home renovations, planning their own renovation, want to learn about different elements of renovating their homes or adding on to their homes. So today I am really excited that I got to talk to Allison Hardy. Her company is The Window Woman. She's a very well-respected window restoration expert here in Massachusetts. And um, it's a pretty exciting topic for me, and I hope you find it interesting as well. So Allison, thank you so much for coming on today to talk about uh, window restoration. My pleasure. It is my favorite subject. One of my favorite subjects also. Tell me how you got to be the window woman. Uh, actually, because I was a homeowner too, and we bought an 1837 home that had what could only politely be, be described as a jumble sale of windows. Um, every sort of type and variation, most of which were painted shut. And I thought, this is not working for me. Yeah. So um, I started working on my windows. And then, of course, once people find out that you can do this, they ask you to work on their windows. And then all of a sudden, it became a business. Great. So how, and now your business is called The Window Woman. Window Woman of New England Incorporated. Ah. Uh, and this is year 17 for us. Wow. So, I mean, I am all for window restoration, but I have a hard time convincing people of that. I feel like um, people feel like replacement windows are better than old windows. So can you talk a little bit about why, I mean, it seems kind of obvious to me, but why would you restore your old windows instead of buying replacement windows? Well, typically um, most of the windows that we work on were built before 1960. So we're talking about windows that have already been in a building for 50 years. Um, and I would challenge, I usually challenge people to look around at their neighbor's replacement windows and see how soon they need to replace them. Because mm. it's very rare to find a new window that will last 50 plus years. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, existing material that doesn't need to be thrown in a dumpster. It can be and was designed to be repaired and restored. Right. So from what I can tell, usually that also involves having a storm window on the old window. To Correct. bring it up to the same level. And so in the end, it's also my understanding that a window is just as energy efficient, restored with a storm window as, you know, a double pane new window would be. It's true. Um, if you look at original windows or windows that were built before 1960, they have an overlapping series of stops, whether it's the outside casing, it's an inside front trim piece, but there's lots of places that stop the draft. On modern windows, they're usually put in with a compression vinyl jam liner that mm -hmm. once the foam starts compressing, you lose your seal and there's no overlapping baffle of any sort. Um, we've done a bunch of testing. Um, I recently did one on a project in Newburyport that had the rear side of the house was all replacement windows and the front was restored windows with storm windows. And we had a building energy scientist come and test them out. And he sets up the, the blower and all this good stuff. And he's halfway through the testing. He goes, I don't think I calibrated right because these old windows are really good. Hmm. 
I mean, we're getting bias from the energy auditor. It's like, really? No, come on, <laughs> believe the science. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just do think that people just firmly believe new windows are better than the old windows. But they, they believe, I was told that I have these windows, mine are from the 20s, and a lot of the panes were broken. It was a condemned house, so it was a, um, a little bit of a disaster. But he said there's old growth wood in the windows. There's um, a lot, there were a lot of glass that was still intact, and it was kind of nice old glass a little bit. Um, Ripley had some character to it. So they talked me into, they talked me into keeping my, keeping my windows. Excellent. But, yeah, which was excellent. So now, um, who would you say should not restore their windows? I guess there has to be a certain age. Obviously, they have to. You don't restore vinyl windows. Correct. Right. So, is there anybody? Is, do you ever go to someone's house and they you're, you're you're checking out the windows and you probably don't just go to regular houses anymore? I assume you just do really interesting. Windows. Well, we've gotten better at screening because I will get people who say, "Oh, my windows are really old. They're from the '80s." Now we know to ask 1880s or 1980s. <laughs> 1880s I can fix. 1980s chances are I can't fix them. Right. Um, and, and it's true. There there have been there have been cases where I said it's not worth fixing these windows. Um, it's rare, but uh, you know, like basement windows, I just I can't I can't feel the love for a wooden basement window that's below ground and is just going to get wet and soggy for all the days of its life. Yeah, um, I can understand that. But, but and and you know, honestly, a lot of the older Anderson windows are really well built. You can still get the parts for them, so I'm all a champion of those. Mm. Um, where we have problems, and I just got photos sent to me of one. It was a 1980s window and the whole bottom has rotted off and, you know, the whole thing is held together with staples and adhesives and there's just no way that I can fix that. Yeah. Yeah, the 80s, it turns out the 80s were kind of long time ago at this point. True. You know, in my mind, it really wasn't that long ago, but actually those windows, I can see how they would be rotten by now, um, potentially. So... What about costs, like the cost of replacing the window versus uh, restoring a window? You know, it's kind of like cars. What's the cost of a car? I could either buy a used clunker for $1,500 or I can buy a Ferrari. Mm. And windows is much the same. We do a lot of very simple repairs, replacing broken glass, adding weather stripping, just re-roping a window that can cost under $300 a window. But if people really want to strip all the paint and make them beautiful again, it can cost a thousand dollars and up. So it really just depends. And I think that's the beauty of, of our service is that we can customize it to what a customer and their windows need. Yeah. So then, and, and then how much is a storm window? So like a, you could maybe repair your window for, let's say $300 or so. And then a storm window adds another couple hundred i mean again it depends which one you buy i guess um yeah most storm windows are probably the best bang for your buck money wise um and energy efficiency wise a new storm window an aluminum combination storm window so it has the storm window and the screen is going to run anywhere from 250 to 300 dollars installed mm -hmm. if you buy them and install them yourself you can get them for around 175 dollars yeah but then you have to install them yourself yeah, I mean, for me, which, that seems a little overwhelming. They're actually really simple. What overwhelms me is measuring correctly. So. Yeah, that's the, mo that's the main thing, measuring correctly. 
So all glad to pay somebody to take the responsibility to measure correctly and install them. Yeah, I I, I understand that. So, what's the um, in a, in these in these old eighteen eighties houses? Sometimes they had really unusual windows. What is that? What is the most fun you've ever had on a on a project? Well, they are they are pretty. I'm not sure we call them fun, but we did a project in Andover that had this beautiful bay of three windows that were bowed windows, mm. and they were 32 small panes around two larger panes in the middle. So it was an amazing amount of labor. Yeah, <laughs> but, but what a- absolutely beautiful. They were showstopper windows, but oh my God, so many panes of glass. Yeah, but I can't imagine replacing that. What could you possibly replace that with? Yeah, so that you, was that was where the homeowner got to. It's like, nope, there is there is no replacing this. It's so special. So could you briefly describe what you actually do? If you came to my house and I have six over one um, wooden windows, what do you what's the process? So for a 1920s house, usually what uh, they mostly need is some putty work and some re-roping. So all antique windows are designed to be serviced from the inside. So we don't get outside on ladders at all. Everything is done from the inside. Typically there's what's called a front stop. So it's a trim piece that holds the window in place. And that comes off, Um, usually it has screws. 1920s windows are my favorite because they were so designed for maintenance. So we take those front trim pieces off and then we can remove the lower sash. The sash is the part that holds the glass. So you have an upper sash and a lower sash. So we remove the the lower sash and then there's a small piece of wood uh, in front of the top sash. We remove that and then we can remove the top sash. So now we have everything apart. Um, And honestly, my crew is really experienced. That takes about 30 minutes to get them out. And, um, And then we look at the putty on the outside because that putty forms a seal from the glass to the wood. And that is what really aids the energy efficiency of the window. You really want that nice tight seal. So we chip out any loose and flaky, glazy putty, get rid of it all, and then re-putty that. So we get back that nice tight seal. Stops a lot of rattling. Um, and then we will do um, a weather stripping. So usually we'll do a bronze weather strip on the side. Um, A lot of 1920s windows were designed with an interlocking metal weather strip, which is a great system when it all works. Um, So we'll do the weather stripping and then we start putting it back together. So we put new ropes in for both the top sash and the lower sash because they are both designed to work. Um, Re-rope it, put the weather strip in, put the sash back in, clean it, wax it, make sure everything works and put the front stops on and we're done. Um, So if we're doing a typical like tune up is what we call it. It's about two hours of work to get the window back in good working condition. Hmm. Only two hours. So in theory, you could you could do one or you could do maybe four windows at a time. We we typically can get through three to four windows in a day with a crew of two. Hmm. And then you could well, while the windows are out, you could also paint them in theory. Yes. Um, You know, painting always gets to be something that gets a little more complicated because once you have your windows out, they take up a lot of room in your house. So if we're going to paint something, we usually bring it back to our shop 
Um, so that's when we're very happy when people have storm windows because they can protect you from the weather while the window is being worked on. Because really and truly glazing putty needs to cure for a few days before you paint it. Yeah. And then typically if we're going to paint, we're going to do a lot more paint removal than we would do if we were just trying to get the window operational. So mm-hmm. typically anything that involves paint comes back to the shop. Okay, so the paint removal reminds me of um, a concern people bring up with me, which is lead paint on the old windows. Yes, we assume all windows have lead paint. Um, when we're working in somebody's house, we we really don't disturb very much paint at all. We try to keep it to the bare minimum of what we have to disturb, which is why, again, if we're going to do any paint removal or paint refinishing, we bring it back to the shop. In our shop, we have downdraft tables and a whole bunch of HEPA filters and a whole bunch of processes where we can control the lead paint Mm. um, because we don't want to bring that into somebody's house if we don't have to. So it's very much a control environment, um, but it's, it's not, you know, we know how to work with it. It's not, it's not rocket science, how to control um, lead paint. And in fact, all of our training and working with lead paint has been great at preparing us for dealing with viruses because we're obsessive hand washers. We're always cleaning as we go. We, we're always wearing masks. So um, we're very well prepared to deal with a pandemic. Well, that's perfect. I mean, you, you know, um, you're already ready. That's nice. Uh, frequent hand washing is good for so many things. And we all have our respirators and, uh, you know, even just simple things like wearing an apron when you work so that your clothes stay cleaner at the end of the day. Yeah, no, that all makes sense. So if you had, um, let's say you want to invest about $650 or so rebuilding a window and buying a new storm window, um, and maybe somebody can buy a new window, like a replacement window, a vinyl replacement window for, let's say, $400. How would you convince somebody to, um, would you be able to convince somebody to restore their window or rebuild their window rather than buying a new one? I mean, do they have to have, a, do the people have to have kind of a love for older houses to begin with, do you think? Or do you I think it's more an aesthetic. I mean, if you look at what replacement windows look like in an older house, Typically, they, they install them inside the opening for the original window. Right. So all of a sudden, you get a lot less visible light. Um, yeah. because, you know, nobody says, oh, I'd like to make my windows smaller. But that, in effect, is what you're doing mm-hmm. when you put a replacement window in. The light gets smaller. Um, the other thing is, you know, your, your choice of materials and quality is rather limited. So if you, say, have black windows on the outside, um, that's hard to get in a replacement vinyl window. They don't do black. Um, if, uh, you know, if you want a wood-stained interior, that's trickier to get. So it really is, what are you willing to compromise on? Um, even just the depth of a replacement window is a lot shallower than an original window. So you're suddenly getting a flatter look to your house. So it really becomes more of an aesthetic decision than it is a monetary decision. Right. That's true. And if people don't um, value that, then they'll probably go for the replacement window. Right. Right. Is there, I, this is probably out of your realm of um, what you advise people on, but if someone has vinyl replacement windows that they want to replace, do they ever call you and ask you to replace the windows with good 
wooden windows or do you ever do any replacement like that? We like- have done some. Um, and that's when I'm always excited when it was a lazy replacement window installer, because again, they'll just put them inside the old openings. Half the time they leave the original pulleys and the original weights, which is oh. so exciting to me. Cause I'm like, all right, we're halfway there. Um, but we actually, um, we have started building windows for people. I have a wonderful young man who is excited at the prospect of building windows and, um, you know, we see so many windows that we know what's a good quality window, what's held up the test of time, because there's a lot of different assembly techniques that you can use. So you now we see how they fail. So now we know how to build them in a good way. Huh. So you make the wooden windows at your shop? Correct. Wow, that's great. That's good to know, because it's hard to find a wooden window. It is. And we got into this because a lot of people are doing additions and they just want like three more windows that match the original windows in the house. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we sort of bit the bullet and said, if we can, if we can do this, let's do it. And, um, and it turns out that we actually can do it. And funny enough, like for us, we don't want to build 25 windows. We're happy to build two or three or, you know, like work around a room at a time if you have vinyl windows and want them out. It's like, let's do this room this year. And then in a couple of months, we'll do the next room and do it that way. So do you, do you provide that service under the, under the same company or is it a different company? It is under the same company. We're still working out our forms and systems of how to how to order those because it's very it's easy when somebody says just copy this one yeah um, but if we if we don't have something to copy then it gets more difficult that's great though I'm really glad that I'm really glad to hear that because I do run into that so often where maybe just one window's been replaced with a vinyl window or we are doing an addition where I would love to just be able to match the existing and it's really really hard to do so And of course, as an architect, um, the challenge, which you'll probably understand, is that um, if it's an addition, we have to deal with building codes. And in Massachusetts, if people have adopted stretch energy codes, then we have to do a whole bunch of battle to convince the window and the building inspector that a, a new traditionally built window meets the code. So does it meet the code with a storm window or without, you mean? I, you know, I haven't tested it without a storm window. Um, I think they would, but um, we haven't, we haven't tested it just yet. I think the storm window, I mean, from what I, from what I know and what I've heard, the storm windows with um, a single pane window is acceptable around at the, at the, for the inspectors. So um, anyway, I'm really glad to know about that. Yeah, I think it'll, I think it's going to be an educational opportunity because again, most building inspectors, you know, they need to see the stamped, the boxed, the label. They're not used to dealing with anything else. Yeah. Except for that, there are millions of these old windows that are just the same thing in our houses True. right now. So how, I know you're a busy woman. So are you taking projects or what's the lead time on that? Or if people wanted to get, um, in touch with a window restorer, you had given me a, a lead on a organization recently. What would your advice be to someone who's trying to get their windows restored? Where do they look for somebody that would be a reputable person? Well, we do have a directory. We have a we finally have a national trade association called the Window Preservation Alliance, and the Window Preservation Alliance maintains a directory of window restorers. We are still 
trying to get people to join and get listed, um, the number one thing that we hear from people who restore windows is they have too much work. They don't need any more. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're going the route of window restoration, please understand you need to be patient because it's a very labor intensive job. And, um, you know, my shop is probably one of the bigger ones. I have 10 employees, but most are, are sole proprietors or one or two person shops. And it just takes a lot of labor. So if you're going to do window restoration, be patient. Yeah, it sounds like what you said, three windows a day, right? right. So if you have 30 windows, that's 10 days just at one person's house plus, plus more. Yeah, it's a, it's a slow, um, it's like the slow food movement kind of. Exactly. Yeah, same mentality. So, well... Thank you so much for all that really great information. I really um, appreciate your time and your knowledge and everything. And uh, I will continue to try to convince people to rebuild their windows. I think it's, you know, it's interesting that we now have lived with replacement windows long enough that people are realizing that they're not the be all and end all. Um, They seem great when they go in and then five years later, this one fails and that one sticks and this one doesn't work. And you know, it's the same problems that people have with windows that are 100 years old, but at least the older ones we can fix. The newer ones, when they go wrong, you have to replace them. And it just, right. it's a sad cycle. It is. And a lot of waste and a lot of vinyl in the landfill. Yeah. So, well, thank you for your work. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks again to Allison for joining me. I am honored that you shared your knowledge with me. And I would encourage everybody to think about whether their own windows could be restored rather than replaced. So thank you all for listening. And as always, this podcast has been a production of Demios Architects, my architecture firm. And if you visit my website, www.demiosarchitects.com, you will find a variety of information that hopefully will be helpful to you that is free for you. I can also uh, answer any questions you might have through my Ask an Architect design helpline. That's askanarchitect.live. If you just want to run something by me, you feel like you just need a little bit more confidence to get going with your project, um, give me a call and I'll let you know if that if that service is right for you. If you have any suggestions for future episodes please write to me at the house maven at talkinghomerenovations.com and i appreciate any feedback or suggestions that you might have so until next time take care bye